You're listening to the Life After Gambling podcast, the show where we share real-life experiences, stories and insights of addiction and recovery. Join us as we speak to those who have walked this path before, delving deep into the many different experiences of recovery. Welcome to the Life After Gambling podcast. My name is Steve, and on today's episode, I'm joined by Craig. Craig, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Great to have you on, mate. Um, really looking forward to speaking to you. I'm just interested. Where are you at the moment? Um, I'm just sat in my car um, under, a, under a street light, just trying <laughs> to get some late podcast. Oh, brilliant. See, improvisation. I love it. And just, mm. you know, being resourceful. This, we may touch on some of that a bit later, but really good to have you on. As you know, the purpose of the Life After Gambling podcast is really to explore everyone's experience of recovery. So let's delve into a little bit about your experience. Firstly, are you someone who is in recovery yourself or have you supported someone in their recovery? Um, bit of both, if I can say that. Um, I'm in recovery myself. I actually entered in recovery on the 17th of December, 2021. Um, and I haven't looked back since, really. Um, and obviously along the way, I have supported, um, I'd like to see numerous people on their journeys and, and and they're still on their journeys to this day and we've actually become really good friends and and um, we do a, we do a lot of stuff together in recovery that's amazing I, lo- I love that answer it's um it's probably the first time we've had someone men- mention that um so i'm actually going to pick up on i'll kind of come back to a part of that a little bit later if i can but firstly mm-hmm. let, let's talk about that you mentioned about being in recovery just over two years now is that right if my maths are right uh ain't got a calculator so yeah (laughs) um so how did you how did you first find recovery what did that look like um so i've i've had a well i had a gambling problem since since i remember probably half my life um if i'm honest um and it wasn't until i hit the age of like 24 that i that i actually sort of said right you need to sort it out um Went to my local Gamblers Anonymous meeting um, and I got my year coin. But like most, you think you've cracked it and, you know, you in seven years of total destruction, probably seven years worse gambling than previous. If you know what I mean, like previous before I went into them rooms, I just went on an absolute um, spiral, like uh, out of control and, it wasn't until I hit 31 and I realised what I had to lose uh, and I was sick of just getting on the hamster wheel and I spoke to my partner, just basically told her everything that needed to be said and um, I went into back to Gamblers Anonymous on, on the Monday, more or less straight after telling her. So I think I told her on the 17th and then I was back in the meeting by the 18th. So, and I haven't, I haven't, I think I've missed two meetings um, in two years, one was due to COVID, and the other because um, something else had came up. But I, I just love the meetings. And for for anyone who's sort of listening or watching, who 
isn't familiar with Gamblers Anonymous, what what does mm-hmm. that involve? So basically, if you go if you go on Google, you can search Gamblers Anonymous, and it'll bring up a, a website with um, you can enter your postcode, and it'll tell you all the local um, meetings in your area. When I say meetings, it's more like, it's more like a fellowship, and it's more like like minded people um, who sort of understand who you are and and, and why you are really. And um, obviously, going back the second time, I think it was more nerve wracking than the first, knowing that I'd like been in there. People had probably already seen us, wondered why it took them seven years to come back in. But you know, I, I believe in faith, and, uh, and I believe in. in I believe in a lot of things in, in these past two years because there's been a lot of things come up and uh, I truly believe that I was meant to walk back in that room on the 17th of December to be on this journey I am on now. Oh, amazing. And is that something that is available to you? Is it like once a week, twice a week? How does that part um, work? It all depends on your on your local area, if I'm honest, because Newcastle, obviously, with it being a big city, um, they have three meetings a week. Um, there's one in Sunderland, there's one in Middlesbrough. So like, we're quite lucky in that respect. But for instance, when I went, um, my partner's from Wales, and we went down to Swansea to v- visit our family, and there's only one meeting in Swansea. So I actually went down, I went down to Swansea, and, and like, so I feel like in regards to help, some people enjoy the meetings, some people don't, do you know what I mean? It's, it's give or take, but I enjoy them. I enjoy the little family that we've got, because um, that's what I call it, and, and it really is a family. Everyone wants each other to do well. Brilliant. And how many, like you said, like the different areas have different amounts of times you can you can sort of attend. How many times do you attend a week? So I go every Monday, um, and it's it's like a non-negotiable. Um, it's sort of so my partner lost her job, and when she got a new job, the first thing I said was make sure you get the Monday off, right? Because I, ha- I have to go on a Monday. It's just. Like I've tried the Tuesday, I've tried the Thursday, and they, you know, they're perfectly good meetings. There's just something about the Monday room when you walk in, you get that feeling. And I think a lot of people will know what I mean by that feeling, whether it's going into a meeting or whether it's doing something else. But you just get that energy from the room. But you feel a lot more comfortable. I'm, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, that's what. I mean, I've actually chaired. I've chaired the meeting a couple of times. Um, obviously when the woman was on holiday they were looking for volunteers and I just thought you know why not like I just so anything like that I just try and give it a go now oh brilliant and you mentioned that feeling about going back into the rooms after seven years mm-hmm. you mentioned how, how was that when you first went in I can imagine like how you probably were feeling beforehand but how did that pan oh. out so obviously I got I got kicked out of my house right. uh, it was more like a, I say kicked out it was more like a mutual agreement it was it was a case of you get out but I wanted to go out as well I, it was a case of I wanted to prove a point that I was actually serious about you know wanting to stop gambling and wanting to have a better life so I ended up um, moving at my mum's for a couple of days and um, had to tell my mum again and stuff like that and I met my sister um, in Newcastle City Centre and, and like I couldn't even afford to get me tea. Like she got us a she got us a burger and chips before the meeting, and I was just shaking and uh, I just looked white. Um, obviously, you know when you gambling addiction, 
everything else gets put in the back burner, you know, your health and this, that, and other, you don't shower and didn't brush your teeth and what, whatever else it may be. And I just looked like a complete mess. And, and like, I can't even remember the meeting, if I'm honest. Like, I can't, but I know that I was just really upset and, and really genuine at the same time. Like, I just wanted help. And, uh, like, they, they told us everything that I needed to do to put the barriers in place and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's something, obviously, that you've then gone and to take away and and and, and action what mm-hmm. what additional support do you do you get from from like the meetings i know you've you've mentioned a little bit there about sort of the practical support mm-hmm. um is, is there anything else that's kind of that you've been you've been given through the meetings um so well obviously we've got we've got like a we've got like a whatsapp group outside of the meetings so we've like i made that whatsapp group for people who didn't, didn't really feel comfortable speaking in the meetings. So it's like a, a meeting outside of the meeting, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like the the meetings as well, they've given us, um, they've given us friendship, something that I've, that I thought I'd had, but like when you're at these meetings, you realize that you didn't have like some of these people in these rooms are like the nicest people that you'll, that you'll ever meet. They just made bad choices at the, at the wrong time. And um, like I mentioned previous, I mean, who are the people in that room are are all my best friends, mm. and like know who they are when I'm when this comes out because we just do everything together. And I feel like if it wasn't for them rooms, then I wouldn't I wouldn't have met them, and I wouldn't be in the, all these little networks that I am now. So I feel like that rooms give us. I feel like the rooms give us me life back. That's that's the answer, I guess. And that's that's amazing and so uh, you know inspiring to hear in terms of like i know i think it was yohan hari who sort of famously said the opposite of addiction is is connection and Mm -hmm. you know from what you're saying craig it very much sounds as though that's what you're finding or found as well within you know those meetings what 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 is it about that connection that's kind of helped you to get to where you currently are within your recovery I think when you speak, I think when you speak to people and you realize that they're the same as you or similar to you, it puts you at, at ease. Like, so say there's times where I still have bad days now, but the difference being is I, I talk about it with, with them friends and they'll do the same to me. And, and I think back and I'm like, I never used to do that. I used to bottle everything up and I was like a volcano just waiting to erupt you know and like i know that now that's why i gambled it wasn't because of the money it was because i was just trying to hide from whatever i was feeling inside or upstairs and now that i've got these you know connections friendship groups fellowships whatever you want to call them like we can just talk about our problems and we don't have to press a button anymore we can go out for a run or we can go for a walk or coffee and and that's another thing like you know you don't have to, you don't have to gamble, and you don't have to drink, and you don't have to do all these bad things to have a good time. I've realised that just going for a simple walk in nature can be one of the most pleasing and satisfying things ever. Yeah, to- totally. I was then gonna, I was then gonna come on to that actually. So, so normally, if we're, if I'm speaking to someone who has had a maybe a different a type of support that's kind of time limiting. So it lasts like, for example, uh, some therapy that lasts maybe certain sessions normally ask what happens after that 
therapy sessions are finished. But, you know, if with, with your experience of Gamblers Anonymous, that's still a regular in your life. Um, yeah. So slightly different question. Now, what other things have you kind of brought into your life to go alongside the Gamblers Anonymous meetings? Um, so I was lucky enough to um, get involved with Epic Restart. Um uh, amazing charity and honestly like I've said this numerous times and I will not get sick of saying it but they they just changed my life for the better amazing um, I, w- I went on a course um, I think it was about a year ago now and it was all a, it was all just basically about language and how and how you how you speak about things and how to change the way you think and change the way you talk and, and when I realised that a lot of the stuff I was putting on myself was because of the language that I was using and like so say I always used to talk about my anxiety and I used to label it my anxiety as if it was something that was with us forever and I realised that it was just a moment it was just a moment in time and I can get over it and um, it was just I just just totally life changing and I went back home from that um, event and just just a totally different person like and obviously the Richie and Richie and Steve, who I'd still speak to now, because Steve goes to one of my meetings, and uh, oh, Richie's brilliant. Richie's ended up becoming a, a really good friend. So it's like you know, like I said before, fate. If I'd never went on Epic, I never would have become friends with Richie. So it's just like everything's just fell into place. So obviously, I've got the um, Epic. I've got Gamblers Anonymous, and I try to li- like to do things. Um, not only for others, but for myself. So if I get asked to do a podcast, for instance, these were alongside just to keep me taken over, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a big shout out to, you know, the team at Epic. We'll, what we will do, Craig, is we'll put in the show notes link to the support and the organizations that you've mentioned. So we'll get, we'll make sure that we've got, got the contact details for, for Epic and also for Gamblers Anonymous. So people can find their, lo- their local meeting as well. I yeah. just just to go alongside that sort of a, a, the additional sort of support and things that you briefly mentioned about um, going out in nature, and is that something that you still regularly regularly do? Um, still something yeah. I I did notice that you're a keen or a keen runner. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, like so. Basically, um, we're in like a little whatsapp group and it's there's like nine of us um i think eight of us are, are in recovery so you know it's a pretty strong group um inspiring group actually and um we all do running events together whether it's park runs um like actual race events so there's like eight of us we're doing the edinburgh marathon in may this year and it's just about pushing yourself and creating discipline and um i enjoy what it does for me brain i always say that it's exercise for the mind running um not exercise for the legs you know like yeah. a lot of people audio is like oh yeah i need to go out and do this that that but i go out there because if i have had a bad day or even if i've had a good day straight away my mind just clears Brilliant. so yeah love running i, I love walking um and uh, you know if you had asked me a few years back would, would i enjoy this i'd just laugh in your face and 
stick my fingers up <laughs> I was then going to ask is that something that you've always done but clearly not <laughs> no I that would love a lion and when I see a lion sometimes I would like lie in bed at like 10, 11 o'clock whereas like now I'm getting up at like half four in the morning to do half marathons and oh stuff, wow so. and have you have you done a marathon before is this your first one no first what so we've, we've done quite a few half marathons recently like we, we we actually done like three in a row just before christmas like three sundays in a row um and it was just like unbelievable but i feel like as a group we we want to be part of that one percent club yeah in a marathon um and obviously i think people look at like sort of runners and go ah oh, well he's just run a race but they don't see what goes on behind the scenes and I feel like that's what it that's what recovery is like. People will see my Instagram and go, Oh look, he's doing great, but they don't see all the hard work that I'm doing in the background. Yeah. No. So that's why I made that Instagram page for that reason, because I want to show people the real sort of the real deal. Like the days that I'm having bad days, I'll put a live Instagram video on and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? To show people that it's not all like sunshines and roses. It's it can be a bit tough sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, we'll make sure we get your your Instagram tag and social handles put into the, the show notes. What, one thing that you mentioned there, um, you mentioned about being part of the 1% Club. Yeah. Now, for, for people who are listening and thinking, oh, what is the 1% Club? What, 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 what do you mean by that? So, wait, according to statistics, apparently only 1% of the population have completed the marathon. Right. Okay. Well, we obviously we seen this video on Instagram a while back, and it was just like a I wouldn't say spare the moment, but we're we're talking about it for a while because we'd done a lot of training as a group, and then someone went, "Oh, should we do the Edinburgh Marathon?" And then next thing you know, all nine of us are booked up, booking hotels, <laughs> and you know, the all or nothing sort of approach. But uh, you know what it is like. I, I couldn't wish for uh, nine better people to do it with because I honestly class them as my brothers, like. Oh, so, brilliant. And, and are you doing it for a specific charity? Are you fundraising? Yeah, yeah well, I am. Um, obviously, there's, there's you know, different reasons for different people, but I've chose, um, so I had to choose a Scottish charity because with it being in Scotland, I've chose Health in Mind. Okay. So it's a bit similar to Mind charity, but um, just basically a mental health charity. Oh, amazing. And again, we'll we'll put the fundraising link in uh, in the notes as well to yeah. to promote that for you as well, buddy. Um. And also, like I come across as a you know as a bit of a not a doom squad on Instagram, but I have seen your page. I noticed <laughs> that you're really keen on um, cold water therapy. Mm-hmm. And how did you get into that? And how are you finding it? So, if I go from the start, so basically, I used to play for a um, football team that was based around addictions, um, and that was, I think, that was November. 2022 um and one of the lads had found out that cold water therapy can ease with muscle um pains and stuff like that so i thought right well i'll give it a go there was 30 of us on this team and only four were turned up and <laughs> I, I was one of the ones that turned up in a, in a hoodie with a with a plastic bag and i seen all the other people in this group and had dry robes you know that the full shebang and uh, it was absolutely freezing. And I was like, there's no way I can, I can sit in there. So I had a lovely uh, lovely bloke called Tony and he just talked us through it. He just says, okay, you're going to have to try and get your shoulders under as quick as you can. And he was telling us about the dopamine release. And um, honestly, like afterwards, 
I felt amazing and like I just wanted just wanted more of it. Um so we found this men's mental health group um called Ice Guys and you know, I just thought it was a bunch of blokes that like going in the water and then as the weeks went on I realised that it was a lot more to it. Like everyone was there for the a similar reason as that I was. Wow. Um and then I started going every Sunday and then I made my own cold water therapy group. We were going for sunrises. Um, we were going like three times a week in the summer. And then I eventually bought a like a cold recovery pod for the garden. Yeah. Um and that's a lot harder than than it looks. Um right. just sitting sitting in your own thoughts, like the water's like two degrees, but like I always say that the feeling that I get prior to going in, as in like not wanting to go in, not wanting to do it, it's going to be cold. I realise after why I've done it because of the feeling that it makes me feel after and in the moment. Like, yes, I'm going for the cold water, but I'm also going for the connection because a lot of people that are in my meetings or, you know, recovery groups, they go to the water as well. Yeah. So take thing we do as a as a group, and honestly, like some some of the people I see in my recovery group, I see more than my partner. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you know, like, honestly, like when I when I look back to old people I used to hang around with, it's chalk and cheese. You know, like and, and like I love the life that I've got now. It's just oh, incomparable. Brilliant. brilliant. Um, what one thing you you mentioned there about the cold water therapy you say it's a lot harder doing it at home is that because that connection isn't there and you physically are by your own by yourself so you have to kind of motivate yourself and like you say you're in your own thoughts you've not got other people ar- around you mm-hmm. uh, 100% I I mean we, we talked about this um, as a group uh, a few weeks back because I did prefer it um, but then when I chatted to someone about it and reasoned myself, I was like, no, I actually do prefer the sea. I think I preferred it home because I had to motivate myself. If that makes sense. Like I had yeah. to go through this. So that's why I enjoyed it. But like, I I, I think I do enjoy the, the sea more, but it, it is really hard because I get in from work. And the reason that I go in after work is because I'm up and downstairs all day. Like I'm a plumber by trade. So like I can be in all these, you know, funny positions and sometimes my knees hurt and I think, right, I'll go in the pod for a couple of minutes but then I'll finish work and then the kids are running about and you're like grabbing them and then, you know, it takes your mind off it and then you strip down into your shorts and you're like, oh, I don't want to go in because it's too cold. And, you know, if you hadn't, if you had just went in when you said you're going to go in, but that's that's the whole process of it, you know, of and so go in and then some days you can't and it's one of them. Like, I, I try not to dwell on it like, because I, I used to do a lot I used to like ruin my day if I couldn't yeah. go in, but like because I have these people around us now, and I, you know I can talk about stuff. They go like, you know, it doesn't matter if you didn't go in. The only person that you're trying to prove it to is yourself. You don't have to prove it to your Instagram followers or your or your groups or your partner. It's just you. And if you didn't go in that day, then then so be it. Yeah, absolutely. And have you managed to get any of your family to join in? Or they just I, look at you like you're mad. <laughs> no, my son, son's six year old. He comes in this. He's come in the sea. He's been in there. He's been in the tub. Like I do have a wetsuit from. Like, but um, it's just something I want to quickly touch up on because 
like for years, me like I always thought my kids would say is a, is a villain, you know, like because they, you know that they don't know what I've done. I want to tell them obviously eventually when they're old enough, but like now he's picking up on things. Like he want like me and him went for a walk at six o'clock in the morning yesterday, uh, and it was just it was just lush. Like and then went for a coffee and it was just me and him just talking. And uh, he's like, oh, when, when we're going on the next walk, Dad, or can I come in the tub? And and it's just, you know, like, stuff like that. I'd much rather him say that to us than when can I watch YouTube, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and this is what I, this is, the, you know, the really positive stuff I love about recovery, that ripple effect, you know, that you, yeah. that, that you see because of like all of the hard work that, that you're doing, you then see it being, it's shown in other people. I think it's it's lovely. It's so nice to see um yeah that's great oh that's amazing what what a, what an amazing answer um just just moving on slightly from the cold water therapy in mm. in terms of like yourself craig is there any do you have any sort of non-negotiables so things like you feel as though you have to do your no your, your must-haves um well the first one has to be has to be me meetings um i have to make sure that i go to monday like i i hate it when it's because obviously a, a lot of bank holidays fall on a monday so if i don't have a meeting i can sort of feel it's not like i want to go and have a better i just mean like i can feel like that feeling of not having a meeting so that's why i have all these groups that i'm involved in and whatsapp may it be the ice guys may it be the running group and if i feel like i need to say something then I, then I will. Um, but I think second, uh, I have to say communication. Like I've, I never used to talk. I never used to talk, and I find talking. People will probably listen to us on this podcast and go, "I oh, find talking really easy." But when it's speaking about something that you care about or to your partner or something like that, I do find it really hard mm. because catastrophize a lot i used to always think the worst case scenario of a lot of things uh and then when i would eventually speak about it it would be the <laughs> it wouldn't be the answer in that i would get in my head so i feel like that's improved massively because of communication um and i feel obviously running and the cold water are absolute essentials and i know if i find fact that i will do them until the day i die it's not that these aren't just fads it's not just a case of our oh, look he's bought a tub for the garden it's just sitting there like i've actually got the evidence of his going in and and explaining like there'll be some times where i go in my tub and i'll do like a little story about how my days went and then i'll post it on my instagram and it's just like they're just things that i've found that have helped me massively um, because sometimes me, me brain can be like, all I can describe it as is like a thunderstorm and there's, you know, or, or a, a tornado and it's not like I'm in a bad place, but it's just the way my brain works. Like I can have so many things going on at once. And as yeah. soon as I go a run or as soon as I go in the tub or the sea, my mind just, is just flat, you know, like just, just really calm. And, um, and I, if I, if I'm going to add one, one more in, um, is probably self-help like I, I try and educate myself um whether that be on a daily or, or a weekly basis i always try and 
do something different, whether that's breath work, yoga, try and listen to a podcast, you know, like I only just started like reading books recently because I used to just think off of like nerds and stuff, you know, like, <laughs> but like, um, I feel like them, them four for me, if one of them was taken away, I feel like me, me recovery would be a bit more of a rocky road than what it is now. Yep. So like at the minute, because it's all consistent and I'm like disciplined in certain areas, then, um, I find myself in a really good place. Oh, brilliant. That is great. Um, what, what would you say is what, what's one thing that you've learned about yourself throughout recovery that maybe you didn't know previously? I, I honestly, I just thought I was, um, I thought I was a waste of space and I just thought I was a weak person and, since I've entered recovery, I've realized how strong I am. I've realized how strong of a person that I am. Like, um, this, you know, everyone's went through stuff and everyone will have done bad things. But I just mean, like, I know the, the personal journey that I've went on to come out sitting here now talking to you about it. Like, it requires some strength. And I get, I get, told that quite a lot especially our family members like my dad and my mom and, and my sister but I suppose it's not until I've been asked that question directly by you that I've realised that that I am really really strong and you know I, I don't mean to come across like uh, copy out like that but I just mean like I feel like all the stuff that I've done it requires a lot of strength of character Absolutely and I you know what we do is around recovery coaching and one of the aspects that we touch on a lot with individuals is about challenging limiting beliefs um yeah. you know the things that hold us back and i think mm -hmm. you know what you've kind of explained really nicely there is you know that realization of you know one thing when we're in recovery we mostly we struggle with is that you know that self-esteem that self-worth and you know when yeah. we're able to challenge it and see us show us ourselves that self-compassion and you know the the things that we have actually achieved rather than the focusing on the things that we maybe wanted to change and all of that side yeah. of things is so powerful mate and i don't know you've really you know articulated it really well and you can see through the com through the through the conversation that we've had about all of the hard work that you know you've put in but continue to put in as well so yeah really lovely to hear mate i just want to say one thing obviously um you mentioned the challenge thing there. Like I went, I, I went on an epic thing just just recently, about six months ago, and the the ethos was challenged by choice. And um, I'm really scared of heights, like really scared. And 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 I feel like this is another thing that I've learned about myself. Like fear used to control me, like really badly, and it, not just like of of heights, but like I never used to do. A, a lot of things because of fear maybe not fear of the situation but fear of the outcome and um i said myself i was going to do every challenge and every challenge was a height challenge and by the end i'd sort of conquered me fear of heights and it was just unbelievable like there was one point where i froze up so i'm doing um via ferrata which is a like rock climbing and yep. i got the top bit and I just couldn't trust the rope. 
and I don't know if that stems a bit deeper, you know, like not trusting people, you know, in past or whatever, but um, Richie just talked us through the whole, and all I could hear was his voice. I couldn't hear my thoughts. I couldn't hear the birds. I couldn't, and he just talked us through the whole process. And I got to the end and I wanted to do it again. Oh, brilliant. So that's another thing. Like I've learned about myself, like strength and um, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not as fearful as I was. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, I just want to come back to one thing that you, you said at the very start was when yeah. I asked if you were someone who is in recovery or someone who is supporting someone in recovery. Mm-hmm. I, I loved your answer. Like through the, you can see through, you know, your, the work that you're doing in your recovery, how a big, in, a big part of that is around connection. And you said like both. Steve, I do both. I am in recovery, but I also support people. What mm. what is it that you you personally get from supporting other people in their own recovery? So I'll just quickly go back to this. It's going to sort of come in line, but the the football team that I played for, there was one of the lads on that team just really struggling with everything. So he texted us saying, like, you know, I need help, blah blah blah. And I just wanted to get him in the room because I wanted him to not feel how I felt. Like I wanted to help him because I didn't want anyone else to struggle like I did. And when I got him in the room um, and I seen him come in week after week, he's just just recently celebrated a year gamble free. Oh, and he is, he's one of me he's one of my best friends now, but like I think what I get out of it is a lot of um, I can't even think of the word it's not like a buzz it's just it's just nice to know that you can help someone I think like all all I do I feel is the right thing so whether that's going on my runs or whether that's speaking when I feel down and if people can be inspired by that then it's the greatest feeling in the world and it like money is irrelevant. Like I, c- I could have won a million pound on a scratch card, but to know that I've changed someone's life is the best feeling that I will probably ever feel. And like, I, I get, I get quite emotional when I speak about, speak about this particular person because he's been on such an incredible journey himself. And like, like I say, we, we do the cold water together. We do the run together. We're doing the marathon together. And to go from that text message and then, you know, I'm not saying that I got him in that room, but I certainly had an influence, you know, and an impact on getting them there. It's just like, it, it, I don't know, it, I can't really point the words. It's just an amazing feeling. like. Yeah, and, and I think from listening to you speak, like the, how, the power of connection that you found is what you then want to offer to other people, right? Yeah, 1%. Um, you know, like that feeling that you've got, you want other people, you want to give that to other people as well. And if you could bottle it up as like a, a magic potion, you know, or like, a, or like a, a pill, you know, like medicine or what have you, you would hand it out to everyone. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't have, like, I, I realize how lucky I am to have what I have. Like, I've got the C on my doorstep. So some people might not even be able to do the whole connections cold water thing but like they can have a tub in their garden to try and replicate it do you know what I mean and um, 
like just all these groups that I'm involved in, like they're just incredible groups to be in. And I I know that I don't want to say it'll be impossible, but like it's just going to be really hard if I ever wanted to have a bet again because I've got so many good connections and so many good groups that if one person doesn't reply in that one, I know for a fine fact that someone's going to reply in the Gamblers Anonymous WhatsApp group. Yeah. And that's the difference now, I feel like when I was 24, I didn't have nothing. I had absolutely nothing. I had no connection. I had no WhatsApp groups. I had no, you know, I just didn't have anything. And now I've got all these things that I can just rely on, I guess. And, um, you know, people say that I inspire them, but there's a lot of people that inspire me. You know, you can be what you can be one day, gamble free. And it's, it, it's just, it's just a number. Like, yeah. Do you know what it really is? And that's that's all I say it as. Yes, it's it's nice to celebrate your your milestones and stuff. But in the, the day, we're we're all just one day away from a bet. So that's all I take it, just one day at a time. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. And thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Um, like I say, what we'll do is we'll put all of that in some all of what you've mentioned in some show notes. So if people want to go in and try some of the stuff that that you've been been doing, you know, they've got access and can find out how they can. Um, mm-hmm. One thing we do towards the the end of so we towards the end of the the podcast is we do a slightly different so we do a this or that round so I'll give right. you like the option like tea or coffee and you know you just, <laughs> just tell me what your favourite is um, yeah. again what, the the reason for doing this is to try and sort of sometimes obviously what we're talking about is you know re- it's real stuff but I think mm-hmm. sometimes as well people can forget that we are actually still human and we still mm-hmm. lot lo- do normal things so again it's just to bring a bit more of a a human element and a fun element to it as well so i'll read out a couple and you can sort of just just tell us again there's no wrong or right answer obviously um and then we're gonna there's one final question for me that we'll we'll close up with but so firstly is pizza or pasta pizza favorite topping pepperoni savory or sweet sweet if you what was your favourite dessert, Craig? Do you know what it is? I don't really like custard or cream. I'm right fussy with stuff like that. So <laughs> I, I would have to go on for a chocolate cake with chocolate Cho- sauce. Yeah. <laughs> See, nah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, summer or winter? That's a hard one, that you know. Uh, I'm going to go for winter. See, you like the cold nowadays, don't you? It's just because of Christmas, you know, the kids, like, you know, it, I just like the feeling that you have around Christmas. Yeah, it's, yeah, you, you're right. It's, it's a lovely time of year. Um, vacation or staycation? Um, vacation. Favourite holiday destination? Turkey. Lovely. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Have you seen seen any of those on your cold water dips? Oh, unbelievable! Like we had one, we had one in the summer. I think it was like four fifty two in the morning, and the sun was coming up as we were recording the video. And they say, "Oh, it was just unbelievable!" Oh, amazing. Um, Apple or Android? Bit of a techie question. This one. Uh, I'm just gonna have to go for Apple. I've got an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. And trying to switch back to the other one, I've done it once. It's horrendous. <laughs> no, nah, nah, definitely not. Um, 
slightly different these next couple but would you rather be known as a kind person or would you rather be known as a resourceful person um i'm gonna say kind person uh similar theme would you rather be better at writing or would you rather be better at speaking better at speaking okay uh, and then final one, would you rather be at the forefront or would you rather be helping in the background? I feel like uh, I feel like I'm a leader, so I feel like I'll be at the front. Nice. Oh, I mm -hmm. love that. Yeah, I love that. I thought you were going to say, do you prefer Newcastle or Sunderland at one minute? Like? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. What, what, what side? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we we did we did have uh we did have david on uh recently and he's a big man united fan and yeah we did ask what side of manchester <laughs> um which he was which yeah he was disgusted at but yeah you had your, your derby recently as well which um you'll be pleased yeah. with obviously do you know what it is right that was the first match i'd watched from zero to 90 minutes in that in like Ever since I've entered recovery, I haven't watched a full 90-minute video because of the betting. Right. Because of the adverts, because of the T-shirts, because of the, the boards. And I got invited around my mate's house and I was like, it's a derby. I can't really, like, you know, turn it down because I, I love watching them. They like, always have. And you know what it is? I enjoyed it for what it was. I enjoyed it for the game. And I think it's because, like, that far in my recovery now, I'm not thinking about what corner's going to come or what card, you know what I mean? So... Do you know what, Craig? That's a really um, that's a really good point um, and a really important point. Like, it is was that in it? Just if I can, just quickly pick up on that. Is, mm. is that something that you then had to maybe speak to your mates, put certain things in place, or was it just oh, like? Oh yeah, I had to speak. I mean, there would be one time where Newcastle were playing. I think it was only a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was like, "Oh, how are they doing?" And my mate went, you're not watching it, like. So I was like, I had to explain to him that I don't what I didn't watch the games because of all the advertisement. It's not like it's just like um like a trigger, but it's just I'm just sick of saying it, like. Yeah, I'm I just the death of saying it, like. And uh, I think it's because it was at Sunderland's ground, and I don't think they have much advertisement, uh, you know, on theirs. And it was an FA Cup, and it was. It was on at uh, twelve thirty in the afternoon, and it was just—it was just nice to watch the game for what it was, rather than like a, a Sky Sports Super Sunday when Paddy Power's on every two seconds. Yeah, three. You know what I mean? It's just like when are we going to get away from it? Like probably never, but we'll try. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's a, yeah, an important point. Important point you make, and making sure that you know in recovery we still look after ourselves and have boundaries in place and yeah and yeah a really important point so yeah thanks for sort of explaining that as well um so on to the final question final message from me is what would you like to say to a younger version of craig so what message would you like to to give a younger version of craig that could be someone that could be craig as a child that could be craig um as a teenager, maybe even Craig from a couple of years ago, whatever version of Craig you, you, you want, but what message would you, you like to say? Um, just that, just that it's okay. Um, I think as simple as that, you know, like 
I think if I went back to a version of myself, I would probably go back to the maybe the sixteen year old version of myself, you know, like just finishing school and you know, um and I guess placing his first bet, you know, like he wasn't to know that what would happen buying a scratch card was gonna lead to today, but by speaking up and, and doing what you've done, it, it's all right, you know. It, it wasn't the end of the world, and and, and, you've, and you've changed your life for the better. So and um, and just not not to give up. That's the that's what I would tell him as well. Just don't don't give up, no matter how much you feel it or, or, or want to give up. Because there's there's been many times when I when I feel like I have wanted to give up, but if I could go back to him, I would just say it's all right and. Just don't give up on yourself. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, lo- lovely message, mate. Uh, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Um, thanks so much, Craig, for coming on and, and sharing your experience of recovery, joining in with our this or that silly game, uh, <laughs> and then finally sharing that lovely message to a younger version of you. Um, I've really enjoyed speaking to you today, and I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy listening and, and watching. Um, and yeah, we'll get all of it, all of the, what you've mentioned in the show notes, um, including like it just given page or whatever it is where, when you run the marathon, yeah. of course, we wish you obviously every success, not obviously in your recovery, but also with all of the fundraising and the, the, I'm sure the m- many miles that you're currently putting in, in training yeah. as well, Aye. but brilliant. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate for having us on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Life After Gambling podcast. Keep up to date with all the latest by connecting with us at reframecoaching.org.uk. Join us again next time as we bring you more real-life experiences of recovery.